Welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you for having, Thank you for having us. And welcome to everybody that's listening right now. We're going live here at CCE, Canadian Concrete Expo. We're super excited about this. It's the first time that we're doing this. It's kind of a, a little bit trip for us, but uh, it's good to have you guys in the seat here. Mm-hmm. So welcome. I really appreciate it. We're going to talk about, uh, I guess, crane operating, right? Uh, concrete pump operator. So oh, cool. sorry, sorry. sorry. That's <laughs> concrete, I can do yeah. my best with crane, no, 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 concrete <laughs> pumper. Yeah, it's funny as I was saying off mic that yeah. we had people come by. They saw your yeah. logo there and they were asking us questions. Like we don't have the questions, we don't have the answers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. why we have you guys in the seat right that's now. Right. Mm-hmm. So Amar, you're back on the seat. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for coming in. You travel all the way from uh, out west. Same with you, Sarah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's right. And Sarah Knights is here as well. And what's yes. your official title there? Uh, programs and Initiative Specialist. And then your official title again? I'm um, the Director of Programs and Initiative. Okay, and we'll, yeah. we'll do a little wave to Mike because he's busy right yeah. now at the, mm-hmm. Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the booth. No, no, it's all good. And at the booth, you guys are going to be focusing mostly on what? On the CCPO program. So we're presenting on that today, and that's really what we're here for at the convention. Uh, obviously, we have a suite of safety products, or not products, rather, services that we offer in our province. But uh, for the purposes of our trip here, we're really focusing on CCPO and trying to bring the pump operator program to to Ontario. Yeah, and on the show that we did about a week ago, yeah. I think it was show number 509, where we yeah. were talking to you guys on Zoom, you guys brought up a lot of that. And I was very respectful of how I think BC is moving forward a lot faster mm-hmm. than Ontario, unfortunately. And I think that we have a lot more operators here in Ontario, mm-hmm. but we don't have the organization that you guys have there. We desperately need it here, no? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've been working with a lot of partners here. I see some of them in the background uh, at the show. They, they've they really been leading the charge here in Ontario to bring the program over. So, you know, it's the same group of people that made it happen in BC. It's the actual operators, it's the owners, it's people like the operating engineers. It's, uh, you know, the groups that are most impacted, the stakeholders. So uh, BC is kind of a leader in that sense and safety in general so we tend to have the most stringent regulations we we bring things forward first and that's what we did with ccpo but no doubt the scale in ontario for everything you see in bc double it right double it you have more more everything it's bigger it's you know whatever you see whether it's incidents there's more of them if it's operators there's more of them so you know to to know that this model exists and we have it and that it's not here yet um, you know, it's striking. And, and we get a lot of that when people come by our booth, they, they look at it and go, you're already here, right? And we go, no, that's what we're trying to achieve. So they're surprised that something like that doesn't already exist in Ontario. I know when we talk about pump operators, we think about big structures. We think about mm-hmm. big construction going on, high rises, stuff like that. But it wasn't too long ago, about maybe two decades, that you weren't even using pump going on residential or, re- or smaller projects. But nowadays, it's yeah. definitely a viable option, right? Where it means... We need more of these operators. We need more of these skilled operators. Now, all the more reason why it's not just about the big buildings that are being built. So that's where you guys come in, where we want to try to educate the industry about how valuable it is instead of, I guess, moving concrete out of wheelbarrow mm-hmm. snail space, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we and Sarah can attest to this because she works a lot with directly with the companies to schedule their practical assessments. We get in the last little while, especially tons of line pump operators, which are doing mostly residential work, right? So it's a viable option there and it's becoming used more and more. I mean, that wheelbarrow uh, model, that doesn't really exist anymore. It's great for a little nostalgic. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You want to do a couple of steps in front of your house? Yes. We get it. You're not going to bump, uh, you know, back up a mixer truck to do that. But by and large, for everything else, it, it's it's hooked up to a pump. So what's your day-to-day duties here, Sarah? Yeah, so with the CCPO program, I'm kind of more front-facing. So I talk to the employers, I talk to the operators themselves, I help them get registered, I help them 
uh, put their payments through. Um, I give them information on the program itself, answer their questions about regulation, that kind of thing. So it's more of like the day-to-day administration, but then also, yeah, being kind of on the ground and, and talking to the pump operators. And I also manage our assessors as well, who go out and actually do the practical exams in the field. Is there a difference when you guys step on a BC job site and an Ontario job site? Is there a difference or are we basically all the same kind of breed? I would think everybody is, yeah. construction is construction. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right? that's what I'm figuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, especially <laughs> at, a, like at a show like this, and even when we've been to other conventions, when an operator comes up to us, I don't know where that guy's from. He could be from the States, from Vancouver, from Ontario. It's really, it's the same breed of person that, that comes up and talks to us. And a lot of times, you know, they'll come talk to us, and they are from BC and we're out in Ontario. It's, it's really a testament to, like, it attracts a certain type of person, yeah. right? And it's, that's the job. That's what I find really mm-hmm. interesting, that it doesn't matter who you are, trace person-wise, you can get the lay of the land very quickly mm-hmm. if it's a professionally laid land. Yes. Right. right? That's what I'm trying to think. And I guess I also would like to know, because I really don't know this, are there a lot of females getting into the operating business? I actually haven't had, as far as I can tell, um, we maybe have a handful of people being certified that may or may not be women, but um, it's yeah. it's still quite male dominated. Yeah, it is, I uh, yeah. But I mean, hopefully one day we'll see more yeah. females on the stick. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a physical job to a degree, but it doesn't have to be. You yeah, know, like a lot of jobs in the trades, there's this notion that you have to just be a brute to be able to do it at all right but you don't have to be there there's new ways of doing things that, so that, it's like that image it's, is that's done. an old mm-hmm. world yeah. thinking mm-hmm. it's this like if you're not physically capable it's like you have to have some level of physicality to do this work it's physical work but you don't have to be able to you know lift 200 pounds over your head to, no. to be an operator it's no. you know like sarah says it's being on the controls you're mostly adjusting a joystick when you're doing this right i, I totally forgot what booth number are you guys are presenting at here at the concrete expo 1878. 1878. What, yeah. it, what hall is it in? Hall oh, one. our present. Yeah, hall one. Oh, you're yeah. in hall one. Yeah. You're, you're, and also you're presenting on mm-hmm. the stage, right? Yeah. We are. Yep. Okay, well, that's going to yeah. be interesting. What time? What time is that happening? One thirty. One thirty today. This afternoon. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome, right? Yeah. So everyone who's interested in checking it out, yeah. they're listening right now, that, and you're at the show. You can go yep. and, yep. and take a look at it. Yep. Who else you got speaking on there? Uh, it's myself and Sarah presenting today, mm-hmm. and okay. we'll have mm-hmm. our executive director Mike, who you met last week, on there yep. with us as well, available for questions. But up on the stage, it'll be us. Cool. And then uh, I'm trying to think of what else we needed to know from you guys. If anybody's got more information they want to find out, just reach out to mm-hmm. you guys. Yep, for sure. And then start the process that way. It doesn't yep. matter if you're in yep. Ontario, you, you, yep. you're looking at projects out west. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's mandatory in BC right now. So if you're in British Columbia, you don't have you don't have a choice. You have to call us and get yep. certified. <laughs> but if you're out in Ontario, you know, we're not officially set up here yet. But I mean, certainly if somebody's really interested in being certified, we will come out to you. Or even just doing the written exam. Our written exam is available fully online. It's like on demand. It's virtually proctored. So you could take it, you know, in the middle of the night in your living room if you wanted to. Um, And it's available for everyone, right? So if you just want to see what the written exam was like, kind of get through that process, um, anyone from anywhere in the world can do that for sure. Very easily. Are you guys seeing a lot of adoption when it comes to the digital tools being presented to the tradespeople? So they're embracing them, right? Yes. The majority of people for sure. It is, it can be a little bit tricky. Like if you don't have your own, you know, laptop with a webcam, that kind of thing. But most employers are super accommodating as well. You know, you can just pop into the office and use someone's computer and we haven't had really any issues it's a really straightforward program to use as well. But um, smartphones, I mean, yeah, just wipe exactly. a little bit of concrete off the screen yeah, and then you start right. recording, right? And then exactly. you, you check it out and it's done. Yeah. But yeah. also FaceTime and everything and just talk. Yeah. And you guys, are, you guys are there to answer questions. Right. If anything comes up, there's there's questions that's that right. to be answered, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm liking that that's happening there. Mm-hmm. And what are you guys seeing in the future? What would you guys like to see across the country? 
I mean, a national standard. Really, that's what is we're that difficult to, to do? Like Amar, like a, it, is it challenging? Is. Absolutely, because we are fortunate in BC because of the relationship that we have with our regulator and the fact that we have uh, enforcement and compensation under one roof in WorkSafe BC. So we don't have a WCB and a WorkSafe. It's the same thing. So when we need to get something done, we work closely with them, and it tends to get done fairly quickly. That's not the same landscape across the country. The open shop versus union is different too you know it's basically an inverse here of what it is in bc it's like an 80 20 split 20 percent union 80 percent open shop in bc here it's the opposite right so it's who you're talking to and the channels you have to go through the the bureaucracy basically to get to the point where you're talking about full national or provincial adoption you have to adjust with every province that you go to so that's the challenging part the the buy-in from the industry that's not hard everybody wants this they know it's a good product they know it's a good uh certification it's really just getting over that hurdle of how do you get it to be adopted kind of formally and officially by everyone because if you're at a voluntary level you know you'll get some people signing up but until somebody tells you you have to do this or you ought to do this it's kind of dead on arrival to be honest do you get a little bit of conflict going on where you you have the ones that adopted it out west and then they're trying to speak to the ones out here and there's resistance is that what's happening or not for the most part no i mean even in BC, anywhere, you're going to have the naysayers that just don't want change. They don't want any regulation. You have that group of people, I think, in any industry where you go, anything imposed on them on top of what they're doing already, it's a no. Yeah. They don't They don't mm-hmm. care about the, the why of it, like why this is a good idea. They just, they're outright are against it. But honestly, by and large, for this program, whether it's here in BC, anywhere we've gone, people are all for it. And it's really just about taking that next step to get either the regulator, the local safety association, or somebody to adopt it and then promote it in that province. But yeah, you'll have naysayers anywhere you go, but we try not to focus on that. We try to convince them otherwise. Well, I mean, let's disregard the naysayers at that point. I mean, you guys want to rattle off the benefits? There's so many benefits associated if you go down this path Mm -hmm. regarding career-wise. You guys want yeah. to share that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of being a certified operator, it's it's the same as if, you know, for instance, you're a crane operator. It gives you that level of prestige on the job site. It, it reflects what you're doing at the complexity of the machines you're working with, the type of knowledge that you need to have to run these machines safely and effectively. Um, it gives you something that you can kind of hold up and say, I can do this. It's just like a driver's license. I mean, you wouldn't want someone driving a huge truck around without a class three license, right? So, I mean, why are people using a you know 62 meter boom on top of a high rise without anything to show for it yeah, right certification um, for sure yeah it just helps people be safer helps keep them to a higher standard of performance keeps them accountable um, and it just it looks nice <laughs> how are you guys seeing the machinery change i mean has it dramatically changed in the last couple of decades it's becoming more complex. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm sure. assuming. And, that, and that's yeah. part of what drove this, right? And it's bigger booms. Bigger booms. Reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more yeah. demand, right? Yeah, more PSI, more material being pushed. More through. risk. More yes. risk. And that's what it is. You know, if you go back to kind of the beginning stages of concrete pumps, they're fairly simple. I mean, they're never simple, but they're much simpler than they are now. At this point now, there's a lot of complexity with setting them up, cleaning them out, running them. And that's part of why this exists, because we're going, it's... It, at one point just became ridiculous the notion that anybody could buy a lease, rent one of these things and go, yeah, hook it up, start running it. That's compa- like that's mm-hmm. extremely dangerous, crazy, right? Because yes. if you told somebody, hey, you see that giant crane on site, that's just some guy. No training, nothing, he, you know. It's a recipe, right? It's a recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the issue, and we don't want that. We actually want to yeah. uh, educate and sh- shine the positivity mm-hmm. behind all of that, right? So right. there's a reason why that person's there exactly. operating that, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes it a certified trade. You. 
for a lot of trades out now for decades, you know, you wouldn't think of hiring somebody if they weren't certified, if they didn't have their red seal, if they didn't yes. have their minimum hours, whatever the proper official channels are that they have to go through for training, certification, and then recertification. In concrete pumping, that didn't exist, right? So that, that's really what we're bringing to the table. It's to Sarah's point, it's to recognize the work they're already doing. I mean, you have people out there that have been doing this work for 30, 40 plus years. They're incredibly well-educated on it. They're incredibly skilled. They know what they're doing and they really have nothing to show for it, right? So this is a nice seal of, you know, it's official now. You, you're one of the other people on site that has this mark. Am I fair to say that, I mean, because you do have a lot of veterans that are in this mm -hmm. game, in that specific trade, like there are yes. these operators there, and you wonder, how are we going to replace this workforce? Mm -hmm. Because there's more demand for it, yes. but there's fewer people there coming are. into it. Yeah, there are. So how are we navigating those waters? Because, I mean, it's almost like you can't retire. I need you to stay. There's another big project here, and there's another big project there. So... How do we navigate there? Because I get the sense that they've got that 40-year experience mm -hmm. and they've educated themselves through the years of all the different projects, but they haven't really shared the knowledge to get more people to come into this particular trade. How are you guys tackling that? Well, we work with our partners in BC, for example, with Concrete BC uh, and others to promote the trade as a whole, right? I mean, there's one of the big things that we ran into is people keep asking us how many operators are there, right? So we thought, well, we don't have access to that number. So let's look at how much equipment is out there. So if there's 10 pumps being sold, there ought to be 10 operators at that company. Yeah. What we found out was that wasn't the case. There's a ton of companies that have pumps sitting there not being used because you've got 10 pumps, but only six guys to run them, right? So and nothing's bad as a machine that's not being mm -hmm. used no, no, no. for the purpose it's of that machine. It's a labor shortage. Yeah. It, it's, it's the inability to attract people to, to the trade. And I think doing what we're doing is one of the steps towards promoting it as a viable trade, right? Yeah. You look at it and you go, okay, well, I've got, I can be an electrician, I could do this, I could be a crane operator, or I can be a pump operator. We want to bring it into the fold where that becomes a viable option. So we're doing everything we can on our end to promote it as a viable trade, as something that you can get into that's a good career. And I think we were talking about this a little bit last week, just in general, a promotion of the trades. And this is just another ticket you can add to that list where it's like, here's an option for you. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a good business to get into. And, you know, to that point of the old guard kind of passing on their knowledge, that's what we're trying to do with our operators. Um, you know, we have a bunch of committees that we're part of, that we run, uh, where we're taking those senior guys and then we're using them to educate the next groups. So Concrete BC, for example, in our province, uh, they run a training course and they've got these senior veteran guys that have a committee that they sit on and then a course that they teach. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, when I've gone and presented to those groups, it's full of young people, which is good to see, mm -hmm. right? Which is interesting because on the show, we get mostly young people listening to the show and, and whenever I talk to an older tradesperson, they don't even know what a podcast is unless right. they think it's a radio or something like that. Right. But are you you see, so you are seeing the younger trades inquiring mm -hmm. about this specific... Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing um, young operators applying. I mean, like quite young, you know, early 20s. They're getting into the trade. They've been running a pump for two years. Um, so that's been nice to see. But it's just like with any trade, it, there is that gap between the people with the extreme amounts of knowledge and experience and the, the fresh people coming in. And are they going to be able to cross over effectively yeah. to help train and, and keep that going? But I mean, we're definitely seeing a good variety of ages of people. I, I like well, the first time I ever met an older retired op, I was talking to him and then we got talking about numbers and career wise and everything like that. And he was incredibly hush hush about it. Right. Yeah. And I know that it's a very good career when it you is. get into it and you get all the certification, you mm -hmm. learn all the training, mm -hmm. you network and all the relationships. 
you're making a good career out of this. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a benefit. You can tax. make a living as an operator. For sure. And you it's can. nice because you can be an owner operator too if you're able to lease your own pump and you can just have your own business. Like it's it provides a lot of flexibility. You can either have your own company, go out on your own. There's different pump types, different applications. It's it's a good They're not like most of the trades people here where we drive around town, we point to certain buildings that we work on. Right. They actually look at the city line and they point to the buildings like that I they've worked all on. These, exactly. <laughs> you see that ground you're walking on. Yeah. That's, that's me. That's me, right? Yeah. So it's like they change yeah. the landscape dramatically oh, yeah, because of it. Oh, yeah, especially with the towers. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. But, yeah. uh, but we do need to do a better job of promoting it as a trade in general. Like, mm-hmm. I have personal friends that have been in between jobs, and they go, what should I get into? They know I'm in the construction world generally. I go, concrete pumping, do it. And they, they've never even heard of it. They've mm-hmm. never even thought of that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, that's an issue. You guys are not alone. I mean, yeah. it's, it's almost like the go-to, I think, 10 or 13 trades that everyone thinks about. Yes. Right. But we're talking about there's hundreds of trades oh, yeah. that you can actually apply your skill yeah. set to. And so this is definitely one that they should be inquiring about and getting the right answers out of it. So it's good that you guys are at the show, presenting on there, uh, getting all ready, getting to share the knowledge. And and I'm excited about it. It's totally, I like sharing this message and getting it out to the tradespeople there so they can consider it. And you never know, you might get a whole younger adoption coming in and then Mm -hmm. the old guys will pass on. And I encourage the older guys that do listen to pass on this knowledge free willing. You don't have to talk about the money that you've made over the career because you want to keep that quiet, but sure. But let them explain that this is really a good career option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's it. I mean, everything you guys want to share? Anything else? Or you guys are. I think we're good. I think, I think we're we excited it. about it. We, we <laughs> yeah. appreciate this. It's good to finally meet. Happy I mean, yeah. it's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> see if I can swing by in between some of the shows and say hi to Mike as yes, well too. Absolutely. And maybe we can get a photo at, at some point. But we're here for the two days, and yeah, I, I we'll appreciate you guys spending time coming on here again. Likewise. The booth number is. 1878. And Hall, Hall 1. one. Right? Yeah. yeah. All and right. we're presenting at 1.30 At 1.30 today. So everyone yeah. wants to check it out to get more information from there. Excellent. Thanks very much. Oh, no, I got to share. Sorry. CCPO.ca is the website to reach them. And then the phone number is one 860 3675 And an email. Who, who wants to reach out email-wise? CCPO at bccsa.ca. Okay. That's it, guys. Great. Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right. Take care. Take care.